The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come. What for? Train in the trees, please. What my sycamore? This is episode 93 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Listen, real quickly, I want you to stop what you're doing and tell a friend, family member, whomever, that the Digital Gumbo Podcast, episode 93, is now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. My name is Nookie Bishop Jr. Here with my podcast uh, podcast mates, T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, tell me about two things, the wedding and the swim lessons. Bruh. First of all, what up? How you doing? I missed y'all last week. So we're back. We're back. Missed you too. Oh, we missed you too, T. Petty. I mean, y'all always miss me because y'all are my brothers. And obviously I'm the one to keep y'all in line. So y'all know y'all kind of, y'all are like kids. Y'all like crave the control, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So swimming lessons are going amazing. Your girl has swum a lap. So uh, pretty soon I'm gonna be in these waters like Jacques Cousteau, I'm telling you. So the next pool party that we that somebody has, your girl gonna be actually swimming instead of just sitting poolside looking cute. Um, so wait, what 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 kind of what kind of um, swim techniques you got? Do you do like the um, just freestyle so far? Freestyle, okay, all right. That's great. Free, I'm gonna need another set of lessons because at the end I think I have four more to go in this current bunch that I bought. I need to learn how to do a kick turn because that shit looks cool. And then I'll have to order, get some more lessons uh, to do like some of the other strokes. But let me get freestyle down first so I don't kill my full self and drown. That's what's up. Congratulations. That's what's up. Keep doing it. Thank you. I'm very excited about it. So um, 10 out of 10 on the swim lessons. Uh, Andy and wedding, 20 out of 10. So last weekend, um, a friend from work got married and he and his now wife are Indian. Um, and so it was my first time going to like a traditional Indian wedding. That shit is lit. Boring ass black weddings. I'm done with it. White people weddings. Y'all can forget it. Y'all and y'all chicken dance can go to hell. But this Indian wedding, sign me up. I will go to everyone. Invite me. Your girl will come. I'll dance with your uncles with their little fingers up in the air, shrugging their shoulders. Like, I'm down for all of it. That shit was amazing. Food was good. The people were so friendly. It was just a ball. I would do it again. I'm trying to talk him into doing an anniversary party. And he was like, girl, what the hell is wrong with you? But I'm going to keep working on him. I got a year. That's what's up. All right, swimming lessons, 10 out of 10. Indian wedding, 20 out of 10. That is what is up. That's that's a full week since or time since our last podcast, full couple of weeks. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Your girl been in these streets and I'm still rona free. Thank you very much. I hear that. I hear that. Dries Elbow, Baltimore's finest, my main man. 
how did you celebrate Alternative Independence Day? And uh, generally speaking, how are things around your way? What's up, Nook? What's up, T. Patty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And it was a, you know, it was a pretty chill alternative Independence Day. You know, we um, we went to a beach that was not too far from us, about an hour and a half. And then we spent some time with family hanging out um, at the pool. But I will tell y'all, um, y'all boy just went on his first camping trip. So I was out in the woods last weekend. And uh, it was it was pretty amazing. I survived it. I slept um, one night in a tent and then the other night in the car. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you slept wait, one night in wait, the tent. Wait, wait. wait, in the tent, like on the ground in a sleeping bag? Yeah. Okay, let me tell you. So okay, this was this this was a camping trip with all black people, right? But <laughs> all right, but I didn't get the memo that all the other black people brought like really nice tents, the kind you stand up in. They have 24 inch mattresses that came up. They were like, it was like a, a full bed and they had all the amenities. They had they, um, they cooking tent with like the netting for the mosquitoes and everything. I came out there with, I got my tent from the five and below stuff. <laughs> You know what? You got what you deserved. <laughs> I know. I was like, everybody was going to going to bed. They just walk into their tent like it's a room. I had to crawl in behind T Betty. <laughs> so they was glamping, but you was camping. That, that was glamping and I was camping for real. You know, you know that um phrase like you have to depend on the kindness of strangers. That's how I was in the woods. Wow. So they took like, care of me though. We had a ball. Course, of course they took care of you because that's what we do. As a whole, but individually, I'd have been like, "No, my brother, you got to get your own." And then T. Petty, the 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 black women brought wine, the red, white, and then then with some brothers there. They went out there with no liquor. Well, I had my flask, but I'm talking about they brought bottles. You know, I had my flask. I'm gonna take my flask because I'm roughing it. They had whole bottles. One, One brother brought this Haitian rum. It was so delicious. So it was, it was, it was good. It was a good experience. I'm glad I went with the group. Uh, I'm glad so you went with the group too, because you did not have your shit together. No, I did not. <laughs> but I will next time. Damn, that's what's up. All right, man. All right, that's what's up. You be you be glamping before you know it. Before you know it. I also was with a group uh, since the last podcast. Went with my aunt, uncle, uh, cousin, her husband, uh, and my two nieces and Mrs. Nook, we went to Puerto Rico. So um, first of all, I was surprised that the airline run by Americans made my connecting flights, no problem going. I also found out that if you get the exit row, you can now get free drinks in the exit row. Um, yeah, so- Wait, I, I don't know if I support that policy change because that's, that's the people that gotta be, be focused if something happened. They got to open the door and let other people out. And now, now y'all get free drinks? Free drinks. So the deal is, is that me and Mrs. Nook ordered the same thing. But after she poured her drink, she put her empty bottles on my tray table. So it make it look like I have four drinks or something. People looking at me like, what y'all looking at? Don't worry about this. This is free liquor over here. Why anyway. you care what people think? They can go to hell. There it is. I was like, drinks on the I, I airplane. Would've, I would have been looking like you strange because I was like, he got four drinks and he's I sitting can't. in that emergency exit row. I was going to get out of here. He's asleep. 
The I'll, plane done crashed and he passed out. Oh, ye of little faith. I'd have been like, how come he only got four? He should have had like eight. I, I could have, you know, we 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 made up on what was a connecting flight. That was the first flight. Then the second flight, we had a couple more drinks. But that, you know, Tito's is what I'm powered by. And that would have gave me extra strength to get up just in case something happened and, and open that latch. But uh, fortunately, <laughs> yeah, Tito's strength. We let like, you know, like Popeye on his spinach. Look on his Tito's. That's it. That's it. So um, everything was good. We landed in the rain and the pilot did a wonderful job of rain landing the plane in the rain. I didn't think the runway was long enough, but uh, physics worked out on our behalf. So we was good. Your boy was on a boat in the middle of the sea uh, for 4th of July. It was literally 300 boats in the water. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Uh, the captain of the ship and his crew, they made lunch for us on the boat. We had a great time. That was excellent. Uh, San Juan, 10 out of 10, hot every day. People was very, very friendly. And uh, it was all good. So your boy is tan. Well, I was tan before I went to San, uh, San Juan. But, um, you know, definitely tan, rested uh, and relaxed, ready to attack this second half of the year, third quarter. And uh, I'm here with y'all. Missed y'all. So we back. So, you know, we're going to do this damn thing. You heard? Y'all got any questions about Puerto Rico? Anything? Yeah. So vacation sound like it was amazing. What was your favorite thing about Puerto Rico? My favorite thing about Puerto Rico was, um, I think, like some of the older architecture that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sort of like a building fanatic, so uh, I'm not really about new buildings, but the character of old buildings, especially when you can gut them in the inside and redo them. But when you have a strong sort of brick building from the outside, sometimes with its original paint or um, the original color of paint, it really gives, uh, you know, the land and the country and um, the cities there uh, a lot of character. And then I love the boat. Uh, I'm looking to uh, see if I can get a charter somewhere around here, only with your own people on it. Not like a lot of people, maybe about 10. Not open to the public. No, no, no. It's like, uh, you know, maybe 10 people max. That's maybe including the crew. So, you know, you can. Hey, hey, come come to Baltimore. We got the harbor. Baltimore Harbor. That's where you want to be. Y'all remember during the pandemic, we were talking with the crew about doing that exact thing. Yeah, we gotta about, look into that. About chartering a, a yacht because we are bougie. And that just, is true. That is true. <laughs> just the people that we know and trust, negative Rona tests all around. Go out for a few hours. I'm into it. That's what's up. That's what I want to do a, a charter and I also want to do a fishing charter. I've been doing some research down in Key West. Now those joints is a little bit more expensive. But yeah, um, ain't doing no damn fishing. No, I, 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 no, I want to go with with you on the on a fishing charter. But you be watching them fishing shows where they be in rough seas and and all kind of that. I don't know. I, I can't go out in no no rough water like that. No, like no. only T Petty can swim. So no, no, on the keys the water is like glass. <laughs> it's that turquoise blue. So yeah, I mean you put your. I'll come in and save you. I mean gators when they come in. Huh. And see the gators when they come and if the water yeah. is clear. No, no. Hopefully it's just fish out there. And hopefully not. They do have swordfish, but, you know, it'll be like a trained professional that'll be on the boat to tell us to avoid some stuff. So now, but, you uh, know, you are the only you are pretty much the only person I would even consider going to fucking Florida for. And I, I might not even go for you because fuck them. 
I appreciate it. Well, you're closer to Cuba than you are to uh, Miami when you're in Key West. So just keep that in mind. So I, mean, I appreciate it. All right. I, I got I got I got two two questions for you. Yeah. So the first one is uh, hopefully there wasn't no like um old overweight white man throwing toilet tissue or toilet paper at you. No. And paper towels. And my so that, uncle, that didn't happen. My uncle Donald <laughs> mentioned that several times while we were in Puerto Rico. He said he he just went off on uh, Orange People's president. But uh, no, nobody threw any toilet uh, paper, uh, paper towels, et cetera, at me. So so that was good. That was good. That did not happen. All right. And then the second thing I'll ask you, I think they are known for like, what's what's they drink there that they drink? Is It's not rum. It is. what What is it? A lot of rum, but uh, the drink that uh, was most frequent on the menus was a mojito. And we went to a restaurant where it was like uh, Puerto Rico's best bartender. Uh, he was muddling um, the mint for the mojitos. It was like he must have made 50 mojitos while we was there for that time during dinner. And uh, them drinks were strong, like real, real strong. So he did a great, great job. And uh, I would say the mojito is probably number one. And then, you know, some type of rum punch or whatever, but they had anything we wanted to drink, man, and we drank it. We drank it, so I had a, a good time. That's my type of vacation right there. That's what's up. So It sounds amazing. Yeah, so if you guys get a chance, uh, uh, connect and flight, but uh, opposite of uh, north, opposite of east has a, a nonstop flight as well, so y'all should definitely check that out. I crossed that off my list of territories. I don't know if I'm going to Alaska, but I got to continue to work on the contiguous 48 uh, for vacations uh, and spots and whatnot uh, for the rest of the time. So there we go. Well, they on say that. Alaska is gorgeous. It is. Um, fishing, bears, moose. Uh, I think I would want to explore it by a cruise ship as opposed to being on <laughs> land because I, I don't know where the animals is and I don't want to, you know, invade the animals territory. So, you know. Oh, podcaster oh. killed by moose and, you know, story at <laughs> 11. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not so me. So I've been on a couple of cruises and I was like, you know what? The floating Petri dish ministry is not for me. Yeah. Like there was just a cruise ship that had to dock early because Rona was running rampant. Like those things were fucking disgusting before the Rona. And now mm-mm, it's mm no no let me just fly to where i'm gonna go and and just stay indeed indeed i would only want to take a boat though to see the whales uh, that are up there and theoretically you see whales uh in um you know massachusetts up that way in the north and then also you know in florida but you know being to you know you can go to hawaii to see the same whales that are that go to alaska that is true. I've been to Hawaii. I, I didn't see whales while I was in Hawaii, but um, yeah. It's a yeah. certain time of year that you got to go. I'm going next year. Okay. So, you know, uh, I would much rather see them in Hawaii. <laughs> 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 uh, let's talk about that because I got some ideas. You know, okay. your girl's birthday is around the same time that is peak whale watching season in Hawaii. Oh, snap. Digital Gumbo Travel Agency. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into that. All right, we're gonna try and jam, see if we can jam two uh shows worth of stuff into one show. We'll see how this turns out. T Patty, this first one is for you. There was a court proceeding in Russia where Brittany Griner 
uh, pled guilty uh, as expected uh, to the drug charges that are against her, uh, continues to be wrangling behind the scenes uh, in an attempt to free her. As we mentioned in uh, episode 92, this is political theater, a potential prisoner swap three for three. Um, where do we stand right now as far as uh, hashtag free Brittany Griner? Uh, so, yeah, as expected, she pled guilty. Um, first of all, it, we all know that it's all bullshit. This woman has been playing in Russia for seven years, so she would not be stupid enough to go over there with some illegal substances. So that's all bullshit. I mean, uh, the last that I heard was she pled guilty right before that plea. She sent a letter to Joe Biden where she said she voted for the first time in 2020. Uh, problematic, but we will let that slide for now. Um, and she voted for him. She's talking about, you know, how hard it is to be away from her, her wife and their children, her family, her teammates, her career. Um, God knows how the, the girl is being treated over there as a, a Black American woman who is gay like I just I'm I'm really scared for her and I know that these the negotiations that take place behind the scenes are there's not something that we are will be privy to but I hope they are working as hard and as diligently as they can to get her home um and I know it's political theater I can't imagine who Russia is asking for in in exchange I think one of the people they want back is a a, a whole spy and, and they also are asking for a uh, notorious arms dealer, I do believe, as well, T. Petty. Of course they are. So, you know, is that worth it to America to bring her home? I think um, because this is more high profile than, um, than it typic typically happens, um, the, I mean, we all know the WNBA, the ladies of the WNBA lead in terms of like social activism, et cetera. And they have not been shy about advocating for my girl BG. So I just really hope that she is home. She's been there now over 160 days, I believe. Like that's a long ass time to be away from home in a fucking Russian prison where God knows what is happening to her. So hopefully she is home soon. Got my fingers crossed, definitely praying for her. But um, we're not publicly seeing a lot of movement, but I hope that things are happening behind the scenes to bring her home, SAP. Absolutely. I think it was a uh, former uh, Texas governor, Bill Richardson, who uh, says that uh, he's uh, working in conjunction uh, with the White House and may travel to Russia in an attempt to free her. So good to see that uh, things are taking place above board. And like you said, T. Petty, everything behind the scenes, we hope that that's uh, working as well. Uh, Dries, uh, give me your thoughts and impressions on uh, the Brittany Griner situation. Yeah, this is just a really rough uh, situation. I think we had uh, mentioned this before that, you know, the, the trial ain't really a trial, right? Like, we all knew she was going to, like, you know, plead guilty because they're going to coerce her into, um, coerce her into uh, like, pleading guilty, right? Like, they've had her for months now. And, you know, it's just, it's just a farce, really. And um, I, I think, um, you know, the WNBA and then the NBA kind of finally did, like, something, right? Like, they, you know, different players have been talking about it, but I think the NBA um, did something a, a few nights ago 
uh, kind of talking about it and featuring it and spotlighting it. And I'm just happy that there seems to be people working behind the scenes to get a home. And I know her family and, you know, her partner, like they're all working really hard to get her home. And I'm hoping that after the media sensation of it kind of like does this thing that they can actually work a deal to get her back. But it's, it's just a horrible situation. And you can't imagine this being any other like male superstar, right? You know, athlete that this wouldn't be happening to, right? It would have been resolved. So I'm just, I'm just praying for, for a speedy resolution that brings her home safe uh, to our family. Well, if this was a male athlete, it wouldn't be happening at all. The only reason she was even there in the first fucking place is because the salary that she makes here in the United States for a professional of her stature is, I believe is like $120,000, something like that. Wow. Um, I mean, and she is one of the top stars of the WNBA. A lot of them, like Diana Taurasi goes overseas. Brianna Stewart goes overseas because the money that they make here is not enough to sustain them. So the top salary for the WNBA is not even the rookie minimum for the NBA. So unless they, A, are at the top of their profession, B, get all kinds of endorsements, like they're not making, like the WNBA salary we make more money than they do with what we do. So they are forced to go overseas and basically play year round. And God knows the toll that that's taken on your body to do that. So if this was a male, people have made the equivalent to like LeBron James. Um, this would never happen to Bron because mm, he doesn't go to Russia to make money or overseas to play. He, can he make doesn't even have money. to put himself in that you in know, that position at all. So uh, people should be aware that this is also a, a pay disparity issue um, that, is, that is forcing uh, a good chunk of the women in the WNBA to play um, overseas and foreign, for foreign countries year round because they don't make enough money. And I don't hear, wanna hear no sexist bullshit from y'all about the WNBA. I don't want to hear it. So don't do it. No. Not y'all. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the man folk that listen to this podcast. Don't do it, y'all. Don't do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we continue to pray for her, you know, her family as well, and that she's uh, returned safely uh, here uh, to American soil as quickly as possible. And like you said, T. Petty, hold the behind the scenes stuff is continuing to happen. Um, you know, without the performative BS that's uh, taking place. You listen to the Digital Gumbo Podcast, episode 93, our march towards our 100th episode continues. Digital Gumbo Podcast is a podcast all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics here in the United States and across the world. Uh, the Digital Gumbo Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Petty won't keep this one in your corner. I unplugged completely while I was on vacation. Give me these January 6th uh, hearings updates. I, I heard it's a lot of shit going on. Oh, damn. Okay. What was the last one you remember us even talking about? I think the last one 
that the last was, one I remember was Cassidy. talking. Uh, let's see, what were they, what were they talking about? Um, the the young twenty five year old had testified, okay. and then and then I saw briefly in the news that um, Liz Cheney said that uh, Orange People's President uh, may have con- actually contacted a witness. They didn't pick up a witness that had not testified yet. They did not pick up the person that Orange People's President was trying to contact. He contacted his lawyer, saw, uh, showed him that he called, and then the lawyer let the committee know that Orange People President had tried to reach out to him. That's that's pretty much what I know since last podcast. All right. So there's only been one additional hearing since then. So to refresh our listeners' memory, there weren't so, supposed to be any additional hearings. Uh, young Miss Cassidy was a surprise hearing that happened uh, in late June. So the hearing that happened, oh God, yesterday, time is flying. Um, The theme of that hearing was to show the connections between the bloated orange monstrosity and uh, the white supremacist groups across the country. So the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, Unite the Right, whatever the fuck they're called. So they had two witnesses from that contingent uh, speaking. One was a former spokesperson for the Proud Boys. And the other one was somebody who, I believe he left in like 2017. Um, And the other one was someone who was at the Capitol on January 6th in the Capitol and has been convicted and is facing like prison time. So they did a masterful job per use of weaving all of these things together. One important thing to note is last Friday, they got approximately nine hours of um, testimony with Pat Cipollone, who was a White House counsel who steadfastly um, would not come and speak to the committee. Uh, He did come on Friday. So they had nine hours of his testimony and they played clips where he was talking about a crazy ass White House meeting at the White House that happened ahead of January 6th. T-Patty, that meeting was was crazy. That shit was bonkers. Also not surprising, but crazy. Look, they had the CEO of Overstock in the White House. I'm still talking trying about to- how to how to overthrow the U.S. government. Yeah. <laughs> That's a guess. So, what was interesting about that is that a junior White House aide basically let the CEO of Overstock, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and some other fucking losers in like a side door of the White House took them up to the West Wing to meet with the then president of the United States with no other White House counsel, no no other staff in the room. Wait, 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 hold on. Y'all talking about overstock.com, the website that sells shit? Exactly. Yes, yes, oh, look. That's so you know, you know how he, he, he hanged with the, with the, with the Bush's <laughs> Bean guy, the My, the my Pillow man. guy, and then the Overstock guy. Like, that's his crew. That's the uh, boys. Uh, I will never buy another thing from Overstock.com. Let's be clear about that. I don't think that I've ever really bought anything from there, but never fucking again. So they were there running off at the mouth, talking that crazy bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of the White House staffers snitched 
called Pat Cipollone. So he rushed up there along with Eric Hirschman and maybe a couple. And T Pain, when you say he rushed, they say he that was the fastest he ever moved. Yeah. When you're, he what with who? And he, he say, no, he say he got in the room. And the first thing he, he say, who this right here? <laughs> who this yeah. my guy? I don't he know. Like, who, he was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> So they're in there. So it's two contingents because in the previous hearings, we've heard about how the White House um, counsel, their entire staff, the DOJ, were all telling him, motherfucker, you lost. Get over it. This shit is done. And on the outside, he had Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Michael Flynn, all those motherfuckers like rah, 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 you can steal, blah, 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 voter fraud, whatever. So basically, there were these two factions in the office. It got so heated that young Cassidy, she overheard it. She texted somebody else was like, yo, this shit is crazy in here. There were people cussing back and forth. There were threats of violence. Like, they were ready to come to blows. It was a lot that was happening. And all of this is coming, like, you could get it between the lines of how bad it really was. They was getting ready to fight up in there. Wow. Well, Orange People's President was in WrestleMania, so this would be powerful for the course. I mean, per use. That shit was crazy. Like, that's like, I mean, people can't even get into my building like that. <laughs> so how are you just going? You got better security than, than, than the Trump White House. I do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and then they said, they, they had to escort Giuliani out so he wouldn't sneak back in. They had to walk yes. him out, yes. out the White House, out the gates. So <laughs> you ain't sneaking back in no rooms. The meeting went on for over six hours in multiple locations in the West Wing and in the pri- in the president's private residence. And at the end, uh, Giuliani did have to be escorted out by Mark fucking Meadows to make sure that he would not come back into the building. Wow. Um, so at the end of the hearing, you mentioned about uh, Liz Cheney made a statement that she did say, now she alluded to this after the hearing two weeks ago, but this was the first time she came out and said it Let was out Don- said it. <laughs> it was Donald Trump who called a witness. She did not say the name, but she said we will hear from this witness. Um, the witness did not pick up, and I think his dumbass left a message or something. So he reported to his attorney. The attorney talked to the committee, and the committee has turned this over to the Department of Justice, they've referred it Mm. uh, for potential, obviously, is witness tampering. Um, And the other big thing that happened is they named names about the Congress people who were in on this whole bullshit. So Mo Brooks, uh, who else, Drees? They they named a ton of them. Yeah, I, I said this last Last time we talked, we all asked for a prediction. And I said, um, um, Liz Cheney is chopping heads. So she's chopping heads with the Republican Party, and she's going to come back with vengeance. So she, they naming everybody. Yep, they are naming names. 
they not only had emails and text messages, they had a recording of GOP leadership talking about, we need to come up with a safety plan for January the 6th, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And then they, they dropped some names on that too. They're not fucking around. Wow. So every question that they asked, they already had the answer for it. But t the other thing that we learned too was that Trump and his camp was actually planning for Trump to be at the Capitol. So it was like, before everybody thought the narrative was like, okay, they, he was pushing the, the crowd to go there and, and whatnot, which he, he that's, is all true. He was pushing the crowd to go there and, and whatnot. And he was trying to decide maybe does he go there or not? Like I should go there, you know, and trying to get there. But no, that was the plan from the very beginning was for him to show up at the Capitol. And they had plans for it. And they talked about it. They had text messages, everything. Yes. Um, and the other thing is that, you know, that line that we have now heard a million times about Mike Pence just needs to have the courage to do the right thing. That was inserted the morning of January the 6th <laughs> into the speech. And then, of course, because that motherfucker, I am convinced that bitch cannot read. He ad-libbed off the cuff, got everybody all riled up, etc. And we all know what happened next. And the proud, what, whatever, the three percenter guy was like, let's not fuck around in mince words. The purpose of January 6th was to, um, was an armed uprising against the government. They were prepared they weren't just talking about committing. It was a motherfucking coup. They it was Attempt. a failed it was a failed coup. That's exactly what it was. And they had an anonymous Twitter employee also dropping dimes. Because after that motherfucker sent out that text in December or that tweet in December, like come on January sixth is going to be wild. Um, behind the scenes, of course, they're monitoring all of this, right? Everything now. lit up. All, so were all the paramilitary that. groups, yes. all, all them juggles. And so this person, whoever he was, and his voice had, was disguised to protect his identity. He was talking about how he reported to his managers, et cetera, like, we need to do this. We need to suspend his account. Uh, we need to alert law enforcement that all this chatter is happening where they're talking about coming to the Capitol. They're going to be armed. They're about to kill people. And then they were putting up like the different messages and texts that they had, not just from Twitter, but whatever fuck ass communications that they use that they thought were encrypted. Mm. Uh, they were not. And they were putting up all kind of shit. They had maps and this is where the police are going to be that day. And this is how we need to enter the buildings. That single stack formation yeah. thing they've been yes. talking about. So yeah. we saw a lot of chaos. We saw them moving around like swarming like roaches, but there were people who were organized in those formations designed to breach the buildings. Like they were not fucking around. And the only reason this shit did not work and we're not living in a whatever kind of fucking reality with uh, the orange menace at the helm is because ultimately Mike Pence bit bitch ass and uh, Congress did what they should have done. But let's not pretend or fool ourselves into thinking that 
what happened is over, it's still in motion. Yep, that's for sure. Midterms and then the 2024 election, it's going to be some fuck shit. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Dries, you got anything else on this, man, before we move on? Man, it's it's just bananas. Like, just when you think, like, I remember that day and watching it on TV and it's like, oh my God, this is just bananas and this is like the worst thing. And you know it's bad. You got a sense that how horrible it is, but they are doing a great job of connecting all the dots, right? Because you don't have all the information, right? The average you know, person ain't got all this information. They just know like, I see the end result of that and that is jacked up and some crazy stuff went on to make that happen. But now what you get to see is how they planned that and how they were so intentional with it. And that, it, you know, it's, it's scary to think we were just like so razor thin from like losing whatever semblance of a democracy we have. So, so you know, I, it's like, it's riveting just to watch, you know, all of this information. And, and I would say this too, I think the Republicans, messed up when they said we ain't going to participate uh, in this January 6th like hearing thing, right? I think, is Liz Cheney the only one on there? Um, T. Petty? Republican? No, no. Okay, Adam, might be Adam, Adam Kinzinger from Illinois is also on there. Okay, so it's just two of them, right? Just two. Of, it's just like only a few of them. Just two. And, yeah, just two. And so what happened was, they was like, oh, we ain't going to do that. We're going to make it look bad. Like it's... um. It's, you know, it's, it's like, it's a totally like democratic, you know, uh, kind of, you know, attempt to kind of, you know, paint this in a different light, but by them not being on there, they can't do none of their shenanigans, right? Like they can't stall, they can't, they can't sway the message. So it's just coming through loud and clear to Americans what January 6th was. Damn. Uh, I thought, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder was going to be the summer blockbuster. This is the real summer blockbuster right here. So I need to catch up for the next hearing. And uh, T. Patty and Drees, I know y'all stay on top of it. I got to find out where my PBS station is. And I'll be listening on NPR as well to uh, get the real, real without all that humbug and whatnot that they throw on it. But uh, the worst is yet to come. I do believe. I do believe. Hey, this is episode 93 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. The Digital Gumbo Podcast is all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics here in the United States and around the world. The uh, podcast is available. Our entire library of episodes is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Okay, Jerese, we're going to shake it up. We're going to play a little mini game of... um, Choose your own adventure, but I also got a three-pack uh, of stories, three for a dollar, one for you, T. Petty, and one okay. for you, Dries. You ready to go? Yeah, because, as you know, this inflation is, is high, so I like the three for a dollar. All right, three for a dollar <laughs> sounds good. Uh, your choices are shot, S-H-O-T, or shot, S-H-O-T. Wait, what's the difference in them again? Wait, say, what? Say, what's the your, difference in them? The, 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 I have two stories. They're different. Okay. Your choices, though, are so shot number one or shot number two. Okay, I'm going to go with shot S-H-O-T number one. (laughs) Shot number one, a crazed gunman in Japan made a homemade gun and assassinated the ex-prime minister Shinzo Abe. React to that story. 
Yeah, so this is a crazy story. The former Japanese prime minister was was shot. And you know, they don't fool with guns like that around the, you know, in in, in in Japan like that. It's not like it, it floats in the in the society and you know they got a gun culture like we do in the in the US. But you know, from my when I was listening to the story and heard the stories, people was like, when he, when he got shot, he kind of like just dropped. And people was like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? There was just like, people were so shocked because they weren't used to something like that happening, right? Like, as Americans, we so used to that. We got, okay, run, duck, hide, whatever. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an active shooter drill. You know, we have practiced for it like 10 times, you know, but it was such a shock to them. But this is also what makes it so dangerous is like incidents like this can like escalate stuff in ways that we can't predict, you know, on a, on a like global scale, right? So by him getting killed, we don't know what's behind that or what's going to be the ripple effect of it either. So this is this is not great news. No, uh, not great news at all. Um, T. Petty, your quick reactions to the assassination of the former Japanese prime minister? Uh, yeah, I. So I was surprised because they don't have gun deaths in Japan, like less than 20 over the past, I don't know, five, 10 years. Um, and so as the stories, you know, came out, then somebody who clearly was a little touched in the brain made a homemade weapon. Um, so, I mean, of course it's, cause for concern because I mean that's fucked up who has higher security than someone uh the former leader of you know what's considered a developed nation right mm -hmm. so it was really just surprising you know and 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 shocking um but it was interesting the like the chatter on Chinese social media that was quite the story because that was fucked up um and the reactions from around the world um which primarily were they were it was shock like everybody was shocked so of course conservatives in this country jumped all over it like ah gun laws don't work bitch one shooting in years does not uh in any way equate to Multi we have multiple. We, we I think we up to like every, yeah we have almost every up to day. like hundreds yeah. of mass no, shootings it's this like, year. Two hundred like over two hundred. Three hundred three hundred fourteen as of last week. So we on pace for more than mass, one. Not mass shooting, not just regular shooting. Mass shooting. Right. Was, mass I think they define right. it as like two or more people. Five, yeah, two, two more. Yes. Yeah. And so there are multiple mass shootings in this country every single day. Um, but when you don't have an argument, you jump on the smallest thing and try to conflate it and make it into something that it's not. So, um, of course, heart goes out to his family because that's just shocking and fucked up. Right. So absolutely. Um, absolutely. I ooh. saw the video. The video was something oh, else. So yeah, I don't want to see that. So there was a there was like some type of an explosive device or a homemade bomb that went off, which drew the prime minister's attention. And then he turned, and then the um, gunshot went off that uh, that killed him. So that was uh, that was absolutely crazy. So again, uh, condolences uh, 
to uh, his family and uh, just a very, very strange set of circumstances. T. Petty, shot number two or football? Uh, give me shot number two. Shot number two. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about American football or soccer? Uh, American football. Okay, then fuck that. Shot number two. Shot number two. Elmo, the perpetual five-year-old from Sesame Street, received his COVID vaccine and went on YouTube with a video to talk about it. Talk about Elmo getting a shot. First of all, Elmo is black. This we know. and His daddy is super black. So, of course, Elmo's getting vaccinated because Elmo is not a hotel. Um, and I mean, <laughs> Elmo is not a hotel. Elmo's not a hotel. <laughs> Elmo got good sense, and his daddy does too. So, um, like Sesame Street has been used in this way, and other cartoons have been used in this way forever. And so are not cartoon. Well, children's programming has been used in this way forever. So this is not a big deal. Um, and kudos to Elmo for getting getting vaccinated, being responsible out here in these Sesame Streets um, and to his daddy for taking him to go get vaccinated. So I hope that that is a lesson uh, that is sinking in with the, the toddler set and their parents because this BA5 uh, variation is out, variant that's out here is no fucking joke. No. It's no joke. And people, so I was traveling. I, I was at a wedding, but y'all know I travel a fair bit. And people are just out in the streets, raw dog in the, the air, just circulating and percolating with no mask on. They're acting like because they are tired of COVID, that COVID is done with them. It's going to be a no for your girl. I have not had it in the almost three years that it's been on the scene. And I'm not trying to get it because you just never know how that shit is going to work out for you. You could True, end man. up with a mild case and you could end up six feet under. I don't want to take no fucking chances. And so I am doing all that I can to avoid this and other people should too. So if you are not vaccinated, get vaccinated, get boosted, I'm trying to get the third booster and they're like, girl, you are not old enough and you are not <laughs> immunocompromised, but I go and check like once a week. Like, are you going to give this or not? Because I want my third booster. Let me know if you find it, T-Pay, because I'll, I'll be right there trying to get it I too. Mean, it's available, but you have to be either immunocompromised or 50 to get the third booster. That's the current uh, guidance. But I did see some news that um, because of this BA5 variant, that they are potentially opening up access to the third booster to anybody that wants it. So as soon as they do, your girl is going to be signing up for it. That's what's up. That's what's up. We had predicted that it was going to be B2K, but we was just a little bit off as far as this next variant is concerned. Drees, Elmo got his shot. Tell us about that. You know, so, some people was, of course, hating on this, right? Like they, Like you had the folks who were saying like, well, why you why you gotta um, vaccinate children and they like you know they uh, you know children under five and um, you know they don't have as as many like cases you know and children that small and whatnot so people was going off on it and you know I think they just missed the point of it it's like it is just it is a way of saying like we should be taking care of ourselves right there is a vaccine for a 
deadly, you know, virus that is out there and you want the protection of that, right? And we have other vaccines that are out there. And he, and T. Pet is right. He's not the first children's programming character, right, to talk about vaccines and importance of vaccines. It's just part of it, right? And they couldn't ignore that forever. Like, they, you know, you're talking about all other types of vaccines and healthcare, and then you're just going to pretend like COVID ain't happening in children programming. So, um, you know, I, it, people just took it to another level when they saw Elmo, you know, getting his shot. But, like, that's what we've been seeing throughout the pandemic. So I guess it's, it's kind of par for the course of where we are now. But I'm, I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they're talking about it. And I'm glad they you know, have, you know, vaccines for younger children, too. So what's up? That's what's up. These babies get these shots, especially before a back to school comeback, and they co-mingling with these other children that you don't know if they got regular shots, let alone COVID shots. Uh, Drees, you are up. Uh, you have a choice between American football and LOCK, L-O-C-K. All right, I'm going to go with LOCK, L-O-C-K. LOCK. The family of Emmett Till is calling for charges to be brought against the white woman Yes, that raggedy bitch. Oh, sorry. I thought I was. Wait, T. T. Patty, should we uh, we, uh, deliver this warrant? (laughs) To, uh, Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, For charges to be brought against a white woman who falsely accused Emmett Till of whistling to her, which led to Emmett Till's death. The family cites that there is no statute of limitation for statute of limitation for accessory to murder, which they believe she is. She is. She's about 85 or 86 years old. Drees, you bringing up the charges? Yeah, she needs to be brought up on charges. Like what she did led directly to the death of Emmett Till. And they, they was all getting away with it for so long. And she was part of that. So yes, like that's, that's justice. Even though it's it's coming, you know, so many decades later, it's still justice. So I don't, I don't, I don't see no issue with that. You, 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 you've been free this whole time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Justice is justice. T. Patty, lock her up. I ain't even a question mark behind that. That's just a statement. Hell yeah, lock that bitch up. First of all, let's not just say white woman. Let's call that hoe's name. Her name is Carolyn Bryant. She's old as fuck, and I don't care. Whatever time she has left in her disease-ridden, fucked-up body needs to be spent in somebody's prison. So drag her out of the old-age home that she's in in her depends and drag her bitch-ass right to prison. Carolyn Bryant, uh, that warrant has been in somebody's basement all this fucking time, but it ain't too late for you to get yours, bitch. So let's go ahead and lock her up ASAP. Let let us not tarry, because she has been free for how many years? 40 plus years, 50 years, fucking around with her lying ass. So yes, lock her the fuck up. She gets no special treatment, bitch. You should have had you done what you were supposed to do, we wouldn't even be having this discussion anyway. But you have evaded uh, this justice for 40 plus, 50 plus years. It ain't too late. So go ahead and send a department or whatever the fuck. Where is she? In uh, Somewhere down in south in Mississippi? 
No, it's not Mississippi. Florida? Not, wherever the fuck it is. I don't know. They got some <laughs> fucked up prisons and sent her bitch ass to one. Period. Mm. Or death penalty. I would take that. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, we're going to continue to monitor this. They need to uh, get that warrant out and uh, bring up some charges and bring her to trial. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. This is the Digital Gumbo Podcast, episode 93. The Digital Gumbo Podcast is all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics in the United States and around the world. We're available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. T. Petty, I think I know which direction you're going to go on this, but I'm going to try you anyway. American football or pig? Silence, crickets. Well, pig is not about bacon. I mean, we can talk about football, but this better not be about these bitch-ass Washington commanders. I'm going to be mad. Half of the story is the oh. Dallas the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, come, motherfucker! The Dallas Cowboys have come under fire for their new um, agreement with the Black Rifle Coffee Company, which um, most of their coffees are named uh, after guns. Uh, this uh, especially bad timing after what happened in Uvalde. Also, Dan Snyder. The owner of the Washington Commanders is allegedly hiding out in Israel, saying that if he does not get subpoenaed by Congress, he will not be testifying about his misconduct and state of uh, affairs, harassment and misconduct uh, within the walls there at the Commanders. T. Petty. So fuck the Cowboys. I will never in my black ass life ever get over Michael Irvin calling Jerry Jones boss like he's a fucking slave. So Fuck them. Um, also, fuck the Washington Commanders. And why are we having congressional hearings about Dan Snyder and his sexual harassment, sexual abuse of those cheerleaders and the women within the organization? Refer that shit to the grand jury and lock him up. Like, why are we fucking around with congressional hearings, wasting time and money on that when we have other more important shit to be worried about? This is a criminal proceeding and it should be handled like one. So just what like what are we fucking doing, people? Trash. Mm, mm, mm. Drees, Cowboys Coffee Deal, Dan Snyder said no subpoena. I will not testify. Yeah, I you know, this is <laughs> the coffee thing in, in relationship to all the other crazy stuff they did. It just, you know, it's just another crazy thing they, they would do. So it, it makes sense for how they think about stuff, right? Like they, you know, they they trying to appeal to this like hyper masculine um, kind of gun culture. You know, we the the myth of the American cowboy. You know, all that stuff is wrapped up there, but it's kind of you know all covered with white supremacy thoughts throughout of it. So it's, it's just going to keep coming up over and over again because it's kind of baked into the cake. So that, that it doesn't surprise me. And then t Petty, I agree with you. Just It's criminal charges. You basically like kidnapped them girls or held them against their will, took them out there, and then you tried to take advantage of them. So that you just just use the criminal courts to take care of that. So that's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a hard kind of decisions to make on this. You just got to make them. Mm. 
True indeed, true indeed. So we'll we'll see if anything uh, becomes of that. I guess uh, for the NFC East, we'll just say go Eagles. And uh, shout out to my boy, uh, not uh, Terrell Owens, but my boy T.O. Uh, from Charlotte. That's uh, his team, the Eagles. So we'll just uh, say go Eagles and put that to rest. All right, sir. You have either you can take a well, you can take pig, and then I'm going to give you your three four dollar after that. All right, I'll take pig. <laughs> All right. The, the pig story. The man that had the pig heart transplant died. This has brought up many questions. What questions do you have about the man with the pig heart transplant dying? All right. Now, I think I asked this before. Like, if you give somebody a pig heart and they eat bacon, like, will they get high cholesterol? And maybe it don't matter if they get high cholesterol because they got, already got a pig heart. So it don't matter. And then I always think, too, is like if, you, if that person eats bacon, then would that make them a cannibal? Right? Because they got the pig heart. So these are all questions that go through my mind. But, but I'm also thinking, too, it's like, who thought this was going to work? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, who thought this was going to work? That you're going to take a pig heart and put it in a human being and it's going to be all right. Right. And, um, and so, you know, I don't, this was, this took place at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. Prestigious hospital. Prestigious hospital. And now I'm saying like, I, if I get sick, I don't want to go there. I might wind up with a pig heart. Who, who want to go to a medical institution that give out pig hearts? I, yeah, this one. Yeah. This I'm is just- like, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you wind up in John Hopkins and they give you a pig heart, I'm coming with some barbecued skins and um, we just going to watch TV. Uh, yeah, and- yeah. I'm going to crunch on it. <laughs> T. Petty, pig heart transplant. Uh, the gentleman that received the transplant died. What questions do you have about this? I actually don't have any questions about this. So I think y'all know this. Um when I was a in college, I majored in engineering, and so I worked for a um, a a healthcare company, um, a, a really well known one, <clears throat> and I worked on designing surgical instruments. And uh, the we like were testing once we got to the point where we were like, okay, this is viable, and before we would like put in all the money into actually manufacturing it. Like we would mock it up, et cetera, et cetera, close to like what we thought it would be like once it was actually designed. And then we perform operations on pigs because their, um, their intestinal system, their hearts, et cetera, are actually the ones that are closest to ours, believe it or not. So I'm not surprised by any of this and not surprised that um, a transplant would be attempted with a pig heart because it, is, it most closely resembles our own. So uh, I'm not touching the whole, can you eat bacon, get high cholesterol, is it cannibalism? Like, sir, good day. <laughs> but from like a scientific <laughs> nerdy standpoint, I thought it was super interesting. 
So there will be a time when this will actually succeed. And I am here to to to, to hear and see about it. I want to know. But, but wait, don't this raise a whole lot more ethical questions, though? Like when you got like a um, a pig heart. Let me let, let, let me let's think about this now. Right. Just think about this. So technically now. Like you got this reversal of. Of Roe v. Wade. And you got people now, I think it was a pregnant woman who was driving in a, in a carpool lane. And she's like, I should be allowed to be in the in a, in a carpool lane because I got a person in my belt. She right. right. Like it's a person now, right? She right. Yeah, but think about that. If you got a pig heart, are you technically a person or part animal? You're a person. You're a person. All right. So, so, but when the pig had our heart, they ain't a person. So it's the person. only thing that, that make a pig a non-person is, is like different organs. No. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. Like when you start mixing and matching like vital organs and different pieces. So if you had a failing heart and your only option was to get a heart from a pig, would you say no? Cause you think you're going to be part pig. Of course not. You would sign the fuck up to get that big heart. I, 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 I agree with that, T. Petty, but I'm, what I'm saying, it brings up a question around what do you consider a person or, or, or what rights folks have, right? Uh, that or or animals. Any, that doesn't bring up any question for me and doesn't bring up certainly no questions about animals. An animal is an animal and a human is a human. All right, I'm just saying, once you start mixing it and dibbling and dabbling and crossing stuff, and then what about diseases? What about it? What about like, diseases that cross with animals? Like you got a pig heart, whatever that disease was, now you got diseases that go from, from animal to human. It's already crossing, so that's, that's a whole nother thing there too. Uh, so you got to think about that. Well, aren't the reason you're getting your heart replaced because it's got a disease any goddamn way? Yeah, but it, it ain't got like a pig disease. You know, yeah. that's like, you know, I'm no. like, it's just, we got to think about this. This has other other repercussions. No, sir, absolutely not. Well, I just got, <laughs> I got two quick thoughts before we go on to Dries's three, four dollar. One, there have been successful heart pig valve transplants uh, for to human beings. So, uh, you know, T. Petty is correct that this is the future. Also, I've said this before on this podcast, and I'll say it again. The elephant man said it the best. I am not an animal. I am a human being. I wonder, can you, can you put like, if you put a human heart in a pig? Sir. I'm just saying, like, if you put a human heart in a pig, yeah, I guess it would still be a pig with a human heart. Mm. But then, mm. what if you put a human brain in a pig? Oh my God! Now you're being like very. Uh, I'm just saying, mad it's scientist. just, it's just, all, it's just all body parts at that point: a heart, mm. a brain, a liver. Mm-hmm. Sir, your three for a dollar is this. Polls have come out recently. 64% of Democrats say they don't want Joe to run again. 50% of Republicans say they want anybody but orange people's president. Two, Joe messed up on the teleprompter uh, on his women's reproductive uh, rights speech saying the phrase, 
say the line again. Uh, repeat the repeat the line. So uh, I'll get your thoughts on that. Also, Jill Biden in hot water uh, comparing um, our Latino brothers and sisters uh, to tacos. Uh, take any one of those three, four dollars and run with it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take all of them. Like so. So first, like yes, nobody wants Joe. I'm saying like he was he was the the person to beat Trump, and we knew that. But nobody don't really like want him, want him. So like they do need to figure something out. And I'm, I'm saying Vice President Harris need to kind of be top of the ticket. So that's that's that one. Uh, the second one, like you know, he, Joe he, he prone prone to gas and like you know I like you know when you get tired and whatnot. Like so him reading that line, I get it. But dude, you cannot do that when you're talking about reproductive rights. Like you got to be on it. Like you can't you can't have no down. Or no flub when you when you talking about something that that is this major. So like I understand it, but then I don't. And then the, the, this is the first time I heard about the Jill Biden and the tacos. Like what what did she say? Like I, what like what what kind of examples that she did she give with that? That's it just sounds horrible. T. Patty, I caught just a piece of it, so please feel free to correct me. But she was making uh, points about uh, ethnic diversity here in the United States. It was uh, in front of. Uh, uh, a Latin business or um, civil rights uh, group uh, making the speech in San Antonio. And I believe it was something akin to paraphrasing that um, the richness and diversity of the uh, Hispanic community uh, is as wonderful as breakfast tacos. What? That's just, oh, wow. That's just like, it, it, one, it's a, it's a terrible metaphor. <laughs> and then two, it is racist. Like, it's just like, just you could have, you ain't gotta try to be fancy with it. Just say like, you know, the like you ain't gotta be fancy at that point. She did that herself. Yeah, so um first of all, y'all, I'm I'm gonna get to the whole Joe Biden thing. But with Jill Biden, that was a terrible fucking analogy. She, like if she was going off the cuff. Should not have done that. Go ahead and fucking apologize and don't do that shit again. Um, as for Joe Biden, you know how I feel about this. And I know y'all don't want to fucking hear, especially you, Drees. Me and you going to fight about this shit. Democrats have got to stop fucking saying this shit. We don't want Joe Biden. We want somebody else. That's not how this shit fucking works. Why are you doing the Republicans work for them? So let's talk about some shit that actually fucking matters as it relates to Joe Biden. So let's talk about his fucking record instead of this other bullshit that people are talking about. So let's talk about it. Nine million jobs, unemployment 3.6%, signed a $1.9 trillion American rescue plan, a $1.2 trillion infrastructure law, confirmed 69 federal judges, signed some gun legislation, the first major gun legislation in 30 years. So he's done that in less than two years and people want to talk about he's old and get him the fuck out of the paint. Stimulus checks, talk on Wait, wait, T-Patty, T-Patty, you just ran that down in about 30 seconds. That's what I'm talking, that's what I'm talking about. Like that's- That's what I'm talking about. No, 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 that's what, it is, it means, why can't you just say that? I tell them if they would ask me, it's like, it's like, how's the weather today? 
I'll be saying whatever you just said. It'll be, it be oh. coming out of my mouth all the time. Oh, here's my every, question. Every second of Here, the day. Here's my question for you. How the hell do you think I found out about it? Because they are saying it, but people are not listening because people are focusing on the bullshit instead of fucking reality and results. That's why Democrats don't have a messaging problem. People have a listening problem because they would no, whatever you can't the blame next, the people on that one now. You can't I, blame the people on that. One. How can I not blame the people when I just this if, is if if your message ain't getting that, across, that means you is not doing something right. It's not the people bullshit. that's receiving it. That is bullshit. Because what does the media focus on? They focus on that kind of shit that you're saying instead of focusing on what I just fucking said. This shit is out here, period. And it is being said, but people don't fucking focus on that. They focus on the next shiny, bouncy fucking ball, which is how we ended up with Trump in the first goddamn place. And Democrats need to stop saying that bullshit because you're doing the the GOP's work for them. And I am going to die on this fucking hill. And that's the bottom fucking line. And in addition to that, while we're talking about women's rights and abortion, did y'all know that he issued an executive order that um, federal law supersedes these bullshit state laws? So any life or health saving abortion services using Medicaid dollars can be performed regardless of what happens in the states? They should be leading yeah, with that and repeating I, I knew that, that message too, over yeah. and over. Yeah. I, I saw that and I thought I thought that was good. But you motherfuckers are not listening, and I am so tired of this bullshit. We listen to day after day of that Trump bullshit for over four years. And because Joe Biden is not the perfect fucking candidate and people can't fall in love with him, then everybody want to throw a fucking tantrum. Grow the fuck up and pay attention to what the fuck is happening right now in this goddamn country. I don't want to hear shit about what you don't like. Bitch, you need to like your husband or your wife. You don't need to be falling in love with your goddamn politician. Black voters are pragmatic voters. And that's what all of us need to be. Fuck what you like, bitch. We are down to the brass tacks. This is where the rubber meets the fucking road. I don't care about your feelings. Fuck your feelings. You better be thinking about the reality of where we are right now and where the fuck you want to be when the midterms happen and in 2024. Your feelings don't got shit to do with that. Grow up. This message paid for by the committee to reelect <laughs> Joe Biden president, <laughs> T. Patty. I tell you, T. T. Patty need to be part of the like messaging team. We need, we need to talk All about the time. this. We no, need I to don't. talk about this offline. We, I think we got something here. I think we got something here. Okay, Wusa, five seconds. T. Petty, I got your three for a dollar. One, looks like the Twitter deal is dead. Elon Musk has backed out also. Um, Twitter says that they will be suing Elon Musk to get their money back. Also, the Secret Service director said he is leaving his post and joining... Uh, uh, what is that called? That uh, damn thing. Um, <laughs> that damn thing? The, the, uh, the one that, you know, like nobody over 25 has. Snapchat. That's it. He's leaving the FBI. He's leaving the Secret Service. Secret Service director is leaving to join the staff at uh, Snapchat. 
assess uh, this three for a dollar t petty well i'll start with the last one i don't give a fuck about that everybody's entitled to go and do whatever the fuck job they think they can get so fine snapchat is paying a shit ton more money than the federal government i can tell you that so go make your money young man whatever i don't care this twitter stuff y'all know that i think elon musk is a racist piece of shit uh he's been a racist piece of shit and just because he make money don't make him or first of all let's not pretend like he just built this shit from scratch he inherited a bunch of fucking money and flipped it and turned it into more money that don't mean that motherfucker's smart in fact he's a fucking idiot if you listen to that shit that he says if you pay attention to it idiot so he never had any intention of buying twitter in the first place let's be clear about that just like he had no intention of uh pledging six billion dollars to end world hunger just like he had no intention of um he did something that bumped up his stock price a couple years ago but he had no intention of actually following through with it. And he ended up getting fined by like the SEC. Elon Musk is the world's biggest troll. And I wish that we could just treat him as such and move the fuck on. Um, the only interesting thing that I found out about this Twitter thing was that Twitter thinks that he was going to take the massive amounts of data that they gave him where he was allegedly performing due diligence and try to build a competitor like a, a competitive social network, um, whatever, to compete with Twitter. Like he never actually had any intention of following through with that shit. But now they're going to sue him uh, to either get money or force him into buying it. Like, I don't even know because, again, I don't give a fuck about Elon Musk. Um, but I am interested to see what ends up happening in terms of like him having to pay some kind of fine or something. Yeah. You know, I, I am, I don't know if I'm curious enough to email the person I know on Twitter's board, but I actually kind of am. I'm interested in you emailing the person that you know <laughs> on Twitter's board to find out what's email going on. Because the SEC and all that other shit was involved with it. That's not play play money. That's real money. $44 billion. I'd like to know. Inquiring minds want to know. I, mean, I want to know. Maybe he should spend some more money and time not fucking his executives and getting them pregnant. Maybe he should spend his, his energy on that. Elon Just Musk did that? Yep. Elon Musk did that. Oh, I, I know. Literally Fuck and figuratively. He is a piece of shit. A racist piece of shit who, I mean, that is definitely an imbalance of power, which is sexual, textbook sexual harassment. He's the fucking CEO of the company. And she was one of his executives. A subordinate. So she had twins by his little raggedy ass. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> so uh, he should spend some time worrying about that instead of bothering the social media that I enjoy the most. Also, fuck Elon Musk with his bitch ass. There's that. Drees, quickly, um, we heading home. We only got two more subjects. You got anything else on uh, Elon and them? No, I think T. Betty covered all that. But, like, like, he was just messing with them, right? Like, and he just, he just created chaos 
Um, and T Petty, I, I think you own it at. Like he probably took all that that data that he got from Twitter and shared it with his conservative um, racist friends, so they can do their little conservative network kind of thing. That's all that was. Now, did y'all That's see? All that was. Was, did y'all see he was beefing with Trump? No, what, what are they beefing uh, about? Uh, let's see. Trump called him a uh a raggedy bitch or something like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk said he thinks Trump should hang up his hat and sail into the sunset and like he didn't hate him. And also some dumb shit like Democrats should call off the attack. And then Trump said that Elon Musk was another bullshit artist. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. T-Betty, you, you know them two is the same one. Take so one that's why no one. Take one and no one. They is the same I mean, person. They They're are. The same exactly. Person. They are trolls. And one of those trolls just had ended up being the president of the United States. Shikes to so, individuals. Uh, I mean, you know, Twitter gives me all types of news ranging from the political to the absurd and this was on the absurd end of the spectrum mm. so those two bitches are beefing we'll see how that turns out but you know they're racist so they'll probably make up um, i want to see that shit steel cage match in wrestlemania and just see anyway um you can predict your own outcome on that this is episode 93 the digital gumbo podcast digital gumbo podcast is all about news current events race culture and politics around the world available on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, call somebody today and tell them to check out the Digital Gumbo Podcast wherever they get podcasts. Sir, I already know how this is going to go. We down to our final two. Uranus or oh boy. Uranus. Bison. <laughs> oh my God. I'm surrounded by children. Somebody help me. <laughs> Uranus. They unveil images this week from this web telescope that they say has been able to see farther. Is it farther or further? Farther is distance, farther than ever before. Uh, did you see the images? And would you be able to see Uranus with this web telescope? <laughs> so this is the farthest they've seen into Uranus. <laughs> I need a second. <laughs> uh, like what? What did they see? Polyps? Like? <laughs> Can somebody come help me, please, y'all? Please, please. I'm sorry. I guess that's a yes/no question. Would you be Bingo able to Mary? see? Would you be able to see Uranus with the web telescope? Yeah. Please. <laughs> okay. All right, Dries. What's going on? <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. wait. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, I guess this is a scientific uh, discovery because we can we can see a little farther out in space. We're not finna do this. And to, to, to a planet. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm being serious now. Like, I guess it, it means that, okay, our telescopes and things are getting um, stronger and we can see farther. And we'll probably learn some stuff we hadn't learned before or either test out some particular theories that we thought should be there or may be there. So it could tell us something about Uranus or the universe that's there. But when you think about it, if we're just getting to the point where we can see towards Uranus, that's still within our solar system. So it's not very far at all when you think about the universe, right? So it's, you know, it's, it's an amazing accomplishment, but then again, it's not if you consider the vastness of the universe. 
Exactly. And that's exactly how I would have put it. That was well said, uh, Dries. T. Petty, do you have any comments on that planet that I mentioned? No. Or the telescope? The planet, no, I don't. But the telescope, that shit's amazing. So um, they, I've seen some side-by-sides of the images from the Hubble telescope and this one, and it's like night and day. It's amazing. Also, looking at that, I don't know how and why people are so arrogant as to think Earth is the only planet with intelligent life. I'm sure the aliens are probably looking at us like, look at these primitive motherfuckers. Um, So from like a completely nerdy standpoint, I think it's super interesting. Um, And that (laughs) bullshit y'all was doing earlier aside, like if you have not seen those images, you should definitely go and look because it's amazing. They do look crisp. It's very, it's very humbling. Check out the pictures of Uranus. Goodbye, sir. Mm-mm-mm. Turn off his mic. T. Petty, you, we have one uh, subject standing for you. Bison, are you ready? No, but okay. A family of four was <laughs> attacked by a bison at Yellowstone National Park. Oh, well. So there's a clear sign, we've talked about this in the past, that says stay 75 feet back from the bison. The, one of the family members, I believe a kid, went to get a picture. Then they found themselves in a little bit of trouble. The bison started charging. They can run up to, I believe, 34 to 40 miles an hour. They look <laughs> slow, but they're not. The father went in to get the kid mm-hmm. and shooed the kid away. But the bison was coming, came, charged, took a horn, flipped him, and then gored him with the horn while the man was down. He had to be airlifted to the trauma center in Idaho. I just found this out. Yellowstone is so big that it encompasses parts of Montana, Idaho, and Montana, Idaho, and what is the third state? Wyoming. So the closest trauma center was in, was in uh, Idaho. So he had to be airlifted. He is alive. He did not die. But again, habitual line steppers and a goring of a bison, uh, a goring of a bison, a goring of a traveler or nature person or whatever the hell they want to call themselves, park goer, uh, at Yellowstone. I mean, what you want me to say to that? Like, you got what you deserve. You did not follow the instructions or your dumbass kid didn't follow the instructions either because they were being a hard-headed asshole because that's what kids are or because you weren't supervising them. You go and save that little dumb motherfucker and then you end up getting fucked up. So the bottom line here is that your kid is bad as hell and you got your damn uh, intestines ripped out because of it. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. learn how to follow instructions and you need to respect wildlife because they don't give a fuck about you they do and not. you're encroaching on their territory you're in their house and they're like well why is your bitch ass here get the hell out 75 feet that's right well, well i mean you get what you get and that's what you get 
I have a PSA. If you're going to have an encounter with a bison this summer, have it at a restaurant on a brioche bun with caramelized onions and Gruyere cheese. It's delicious. You, you'll thank me later. So <laughs> don't, don't mess with uh, the bison. Okay. I'm going to break uh format here. I have several items that I want to get to in my final four. It's actually a final eight. So I'm going to go through it quickly and then I'll um, uh, hit you guys for your final four. One of your final four. One, Say it with me. Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown Jackson sworn in Ooh, and on the Supreme yes. Court. That is Man. flowers. Uh, two, I want to give a uh, shout out to Sandra Douglas Morgan. She is the first African-American president of a football team, an American football team, the Las Vegas Raiders. They went through some bullshit, but they have an excellent minority hiring and diversity history in the NFL. So shout out to her. She is in charge at the Las Vegas Raiders. I also want to give a shout out to Mike Greer. He is the general manager of the National Hockey League's San Jose Sharks. He used to play for the Sharks. He also used to play for my hometown Buffalo Sabres. He is the first African-American general manager in the National Hockey League. And shout out to his mom and dad. His brother, Chris Greer, is the general manager for the Miami Dolphins. Do you know what you have to do as parents to be inspiring, to have your kids both be professional? Well, one's a professional athlete, but to have, you know, to be the general manager for a football team and a hockey team, shout out to that black excellence. I also want to give a shout out to Simone Biles, received the Presidential Medal of Freedom among 17 people who received that is the highest civilian honor that can be bestowed upon an American, the most decorated American gymnast of all time. So shout out to her. Also, shout out to Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers, signed a two-year contract extension, two years $122 million. I'll do the math for you. That's $61 million, making him the single highest paid uh, per season athlete in sports history. So I got a funny story for y'all. Damian Lillard's agent came out the day before they announced this contract extension, saying that the president of the team was not returning his phone calls. You want to know why they didn't return the damn phone calls? They was on the bank trying to get a loan to fucking pay this $122 million. <laughs> so shout out to Dave Lillard. I'll also give you a humbling thought. They given this man $122 million for two years. If they sold that basketball team today, they could easily get $10 million. $122 million is just a little bit more than 1% of $10 billion. So you go ahead and think about that. Um, two other thoughts that I had, um, they've been showing these prime day commercials and I swear that this guy that's singing this damn song is in yeah. blackface. And this is very upsetting to me. I look at it every time. I didn't take the damn commercial and he may be like, you know, maybe East Indian or like Jamaica. I'm not sure what he is, Wait, but it looks are you, like- What are you saying? There is it's, a prime, you know, Dries, I, I know you're talking about, yeah, it's the guy. Okay. So it's a commercial for prime day, prime day, right. uh, you know, is, you know, over Today these days, two days, it's made up whatever thing so they can sell stuff in the middle of the year. Right. But they do these commercials and this is one commercial where it has this, this guy of color <laughs> that is singing 
but he's singing in kind of like an old it's like school, a, like a Billy Ocean soul R and B crooner kind of kind of thing. I don't but think he's black. He's extra shiny. <laughs> like black people don't look like he looked like. You remember that movie with Ray Don Chong, and then the white dude was playing the black dude. They was in college or something like that. He looked like that motherfucker. Soul, 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 soul man. Soul man. He looked like soul man. And I want an investigation because if I find out that this motherfucker, it, mm, 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 mm. Drees, does he or does he not look like he's in blackface? You know. I- I wouldn't have questioned it until you just said something. So now I'm going to be going back and looking. <laughs> I'm going to post a link to the like, commercial. Yeah, I got to look a little closer now. I think he's in black. I, I thought he was black. I just went out and looked at so there's a black mm-hmm. man singing like in the old school R&B crooner kind of style. But now you got I'm going to have to look a little more closely. Now, I ain't no motherfucking blackface expert, but I know burnt cork and Vaseline when I see it. I believe that that is blackface. There needs to be an investigation. There needs to be an investigation. Finally, before I get off my soapbox, um, that insurance company that is, um, you know, represented by that amphibian, they tried to go up on my rates and did not give me a satisfactory explanation as to why there's been no claims, no accidents, no tickets, no nothing. All they can say is, is that, you know, we've uh, had some increased costs in your area. Y'all, Drees, you've been here. This is one of the most well-lit, quiet places in America. Horses in some parts of the area outnumber people. <laughs> yes. They trying to raise my rates 33% and I have Ooh, not got, I'm about to take Uber every day. Yeah, for nothing. I'm like, man, they tripping. So That's like um, inflation. It's like, we got, we got greater costs. We got to pass it on. I told the agent, the CSR, I said, inflation is three to 9%. They just came out with a year over year. I said, y'all trying to do like four times that. I said, nobody is explaining this to me. No, they, so. they did like the uh, person at the gas station. They, they misplaced they, they, they decimal point. Mm, mm, mm. I'm mad <laughs> Instead as of hell. Like three, three, 3% inflation is like 30%. I'm mad as hell. So we're going to see how this goes. I just might take an Uber uh, three times a week and it'll be cheaper than gas and all this insurance nonsense that they're trying to do. I might sell my car too. I'm sick of shit. Get a scooter or a bike. I don't know. Your boy could, you know, afford to to lose a few pounds. This uh, diet, this inflation diet, this is great because I'm eating less food. That shit costs too much. And I'm drinking a lot of coffee and water. So there's that. Uh, T. Petty. The first lady of the Digital Gumbo podcast, you are up first. Shout out, prediction, final thought, or flowers? I got a shout out, but I don't know the young lady's name that I'm shouting out. So let me just paint a picture for y'all. This young lady, and I. this is a video, y'all, right? I think I sent this to y'all. So this old ass white man was yelling and pointing in her face. Right. And like, this is outside of like a restaurant. Okay. So he's a good, he is smooth 20, 30 years older than she is. She's my, she's probably a little younger than me. He's pointing, yelling at her face, calling her girl. Uh -uh. Okay. So I would have knocked his old ass out before we even got to that point. But then he slapped her in the face. Oh, no. What? That's assault. Okay. Then he turned his back on her and was like walking away into like the restaurant or whatever establishment it was. 
When I tell you she came around with a roundhouse and cracked him in his fucking jaw, knocked his damn hearing aid out his ear. (laughs) 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 He fell into the door. And so shout out to her for standing up for herself and giving him the two-piece snack that he so richly deserved. Mm. Um, But there were also some black men in that video who did absolutely nothing as this old as white man accosted this young lady. They don't get a shout out. They Mm. get boo, Mm. tomato, tomato. Cause what the fuck are you doing that this woman has to defend herself against an assault from this old ass white man. Mm-mm, but let me just say that I have watched that little clip at least 20 times since yesterday. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm gonna watch it some more tonight and I'm gonna send it to y'all because that shit made me laugh. A, keep your motherfucking hands to yourself. B, do not run up on me uh, raising your voice, calling me girl pointing your finger in my face. These are all the warning signs that you're going to get fucked up. So walk your old ass into wherever you need to go and mind your motherfucking business. So shout out to you, young lady, who gave that old ass man the two-piece snack that he deserved. If you had a GoFundMe or Cash App, I will send you some money. Shout out to who we gonna call Roundhouse Rhonda till we figure out what her name is. That's what's <laughs> up. I, I want to see the video because I want to see. I like when like shit falls like I during swear, like interactions. I y'all, y'all just don't be paying attention to me. I gotta see this again. I want to okay, see the hearing aid fall I'm out. Send, I'm gonna send it to y'all right now. <laughs> I wonder if he knew what hit him and if he could hear the commotion after she smacked the goddamn hearing aid. Well, she smacked it out his ear and then he went like head first into the door. So he might have his. <laughs> might have been a little muddled but i bet you he don't do that <laughs> that's some funny shit that's some funny shit drees give me one of the final four shout out prediction final thought flowers you are muted all right, all right. I'm, okay i'm gonna go that's what you I'll give, we almost I'll give made a t petting we almost i know I'm, I'm, I'm you, man, you, was, you was getting five stars, <laughs> five out of five gold stars, an eight plus. Drop the ball at the end. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. I'm gonna give a shout out to the um the January 6th hearing committee. Cause they is doing the thing. And I want to give a shout out to the brother. I think he's the head of it, Benny Thompson. The, the black brother Thompson from Mississippi, yes, from Mississippi. That oh, brother, Benny. like he 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 got that thing going, and uh, he keep him straight. So like Benny Thompson, I'm gonna give him a shout out. Like he is doing the people's work, and just um, and I I, I pray to God they lock people up and put them in jail. But even if they don't, just to get it on the record of what happened and what could have potentially happened. So just the January 6th, you know, committee, but Benny Thompson, especially, shout out. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was, uh, those was good items. So sorry I had a, a long list, but Black excellence needs to be talked about. Talked about it uh, there with people defending themselves. We talked about it, Drees, with you, with uh, politics. So uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. We also want to say, a sh- oh, gosh, I forgot his last name. Um, 
Shout out to Paulie Walnuts from The Sopranos. Tony. Oh, yeah. Siriano, if I'm not mistaken. Sirico. 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 S-I-R-I-C-O. Tony Sirico, who played Paulie Walnuts uh, on The Sopranos. He passed away uh, recently. He was uh, a great actor. Uh, made a uh, great part of a great ensemble cast and really made you think that he was that guy uh, in The Sopranos. So uh, shout out to, to Tony Sirico, again, who played Paulie Walnuts uh, on The Sopranos. So just wanted to uh, put that uh, uh, rest in peace and flowers to him. Uh, we have covered a lot of ground and now we are tired. We'll probably have a post podcast alcoholic beverage or two yes <laughs> well, well wait 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 before we go we need to end on one serious note yes so you know me and Dries been fussing about politics for like the past three shows right mm-hmm. so we keep mentioning the midterms yes we have been but i'm gonna get you back on the straight and narrow so um these midterms are extremely important. Just like I told you motherfuckers that 2016 was the presidential election that like was for all the fucking marbles and y'all didn't fucking listen and now look at us. So I'm going to say this. These midterms are of extreme importance. This is a difference between Joe Biden continuing to do some shit that we want him to do uh, for the next two years or ended up with fucking Kevin McCarthy as the speaker of the house and Mitch McConnell as a majority leader, majority leader in the Senate. Is that the type of shit y'all want to see? That's just scary hearing you say that. So mm. get your shit together. So midterms are this November, November 8th to be exact. All 435 seats in the House of Representatives is up for re-election. Every fucking single one, 435 of them. Mm. And 34 Senate seats are up for re-election. 34. The advantage that the Democrats hold in the Senate is none, really, is tied. And Kamala Harris is a tiebreaker. So... Next show, we're going to talk about some close Senate races that we need to be fucking supporting. And I'm also going to talk about the gubernatorial races that are coming up. Stacey Abrams is running. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is running. Like, we got some shit that's at stake. For real. For fucking real. So, uh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to have some homework for y'all next week to get your shit together. Because now is not the time for no bullshit. And our white female listeners, you need to get those white women in your life together. Don't let it be another situation where 50 plus percent of y'all vote for somebody that's on some bullshit. And then you want to come and come crying to black women about your rights. Girl, go to hell. So y'all need to be doing some fucking work. T minus 15 weeks. Primaries are coming up in several states for gubernatorial elections as early as next week as of the taping of this podcast. So know the rules for your state, city, county, uh, et cetera. Get registered and be ready. T minus 15 weeks. And that's from T Petty. It's a good ass show. We did a good job today. Good job. 
for being off for uh, two weeks and uh, coming back. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. So that. one more time, the Digital Gumbo Podcast. This is episode 93. Our full library of episodes is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Call your family members, friends, enemies, frenemies. Tell them that the Digital Gumbo Podcast is some funny shit. And it's very entertaining and educational as well. Maybe not for the children, but certainly for you. Our full library of episodes is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Uh, I went to Puerto Rico, but I learned French. If y'all have nothing else, are we fini? <laughs> That's what they say at the end of all French movies, right? They just say funny and then they fade to black. We are, we are. I think we are. I think we are funny. funny. <laughs> we can fade to black. <laughs> fade to black. All right, we'll catch y'all on the next episode. Be safe, and uh, we'll see y'all on episode ninety-four. Be easy, y'all. Peace, y'all. Peace. Oh damn, Patrick.